What's up, you guys? It's Eddie. If you missed last week's show, this is actually part two of WrestleMania 4, take two. So go back and listen to that one first before you listen to this one. We split it in. If you didn't, if you missed it last week, we split this up into two episodes because it was just way too fucking long for one show. So go back and check that out if you hadn't yet. And if you have, enjoy part two. You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! So you just get Gene. You get Gene and Vanna White at the tournament board, and I was like, this is quite an improvement over Lord and Susan. Oh, totally. And, and that, I don't mean to, and I, that I don't, board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean to say that. I don't mean to say anything rude about Susan. It was just like, you know what? It wasn't her. It was the way they dressed her. It looked like she was wearing curtains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the to curtains. summarize, so <laughs> so to summarize what goes into the next um so advancing into the next um round, we have Hogan and Andre got a bye in the first round. So they have a match in the second round. Right. You got Ted DiBiase versus Don Morocco, Greg Valentine versus Randy Savage. And one man gang gets a bye in the second round because of the Jake Roberts Rick Rude draw. Right. And um Yeah, so I just put in my notes, every match had a weird finish, except for the matcha one. And also when Mean Jean interviews Vanna about Ted DiBiase, she points out that she doesn't like anyone buying anything for anything. Hmm. So don't buy food for your kids. Don't Yeah. Put, no uh, Christmas nope. presents. Nope. Nothing. No buying. No buying. Hmm. What a fucking just, grinch. <laughs> just wow. Okay. There's feisty uh, outside of uh, tur- turning letters. It's just uh, havoc uh, that she causes outside of that. <laughs> yeah, she got I, Also, just uh, figuring, like, you bring Vanna White there. I mean, she turns letters on Wheel of Fortune... Why couldn't she have put tiles up in the bracket? I'm I'm not insulting her. I'm just saying missed opportunity. So you mean instead of having her talk, just have her turn names? Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. I think so, I too. mean, she's good at doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they or only doubled. Not, she's known they'd for only doing t- that. Yeah. They'd only doubled the Wrestling Classic tournament board budget to $60. So <laughs> there was no money for that. I think they put it all into glitter, too. Yeah. It was very glittery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, so then we get into the next match. Uh, next match is Hercules with Bobby the Brain taking on the Ultimate Warrior. So I don't think there's a lot of uh, reason to spend much time on this match. Nope. Nothing happened in it. It ended with a full Nelson. Hercules gets wearing a full Nelson. Warrior kicks off the rope. They do a double pin, but Warrior gets his shoulders up. 
It's almost um, like a Brett and Piper at eight. Yeah, same finish exactly. Um, now I count on how many wo- moves, wrestling moves Warrior did. Does a punch count? Do you, do you guys no? Not counting a punch or you know a strike. Wrestling moves. Do you guys want to guess how many moves Warrior did? Two. Adam. One. Ultimate Warrior did zero wrestling moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so clotheslines. You said clotheslines don't count because that's a strike. Okay. That's a strike. I'm okay. talking a wrestling move. A move that a move that. I could do a clothesline without being dragged. and you know execute I mean? something on them. Yeah. So wait, right, a reversal like of a full th- Nelson doesn't count? No, that doesn't count. Shit. I'm talking a move where you'd have to like hit the circle button and lock up okay. on a, you know on PlayStation. Hit, L- hit L1 Zero. and R2 at the same time. That kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. And luckily, that's all we really need to go into for us Warrior. I just want to know, how the hell is a referee so sharp in noticing that one particular, uh, like, uh, pinfall, yet <laughs> yet they get banged around and they don't notice other shit going on? They didn't notice Andre punching Hacksaw. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't stop the count so when Bigelow's on the apron. Right. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Just It must have been a better referee. Right. Uh, next, uh... Uh, next is a video package covering the WWF Championship uh, controversy and uh, uh, the culminating uh, events leading up to Saturday night's main event and just the general reason why the tournament's taking place. Uh, and then after that, it is the official start of round two. Opening match is Andre the Giant with Ted DiBiase and... Drunk Wrestling History's favorite, Virgil, taking on Hulk Hogan. Um, so Andre is not fucking around, dude. He jumps the bell. Yep. And then Hogan beats up Ted on the apron, and he ch- chops the shit out of Andre, and then Andre does the thing where he falls into the ropes and gets stuck. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. What's Hogan do? He fucks around. <laughs> Like, why take advantage of a of a of a uh, confined giant? No, right, he was completely prone, that. and you could have. He done was some still damage, in but... charades mode for that inevitable slamming and causing the sea to break or the fault to break. <laughs> charades mode. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think he he was signaling to everybody. This is how I'll save you, brother. <laughs> yeah. We'll crack the fault and backstroke, brother. <laughs> Um, Andre ends up getting out of there and Hogan's hitting him and Andre didn't take a bump. He just laid down. Did you, Dude, did that you was hilarious. That? He went down to one knee and then he just laid down. He's kind of like, like uh, I'm just going to lay here, guys. <laughs> yeah. It was everything I had to get out of those ropes. Now, now I will take a the break. The fans will love this. I'm just going to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> it was riveting. But it would look, it's what you expected out of Andre at this point in his career, right? Like, right, it, this right. was as good as it was going to get. Yeah, yeah, there was not a lot to this match. No. But it was good. It was entertaining. Um, Andre ends up getting Hogan in a Vulcan death grip um, with Hogan facing him. Hogan does nothing to try to stop it. And I was like, I guess that hold really does work. Yeah, Hogan's lucky he didn't shit his pants. <laughs> that Vulcan death grip <laughs> is lucky. something. He's lucky Andre didn't shit his pants. <laughs> Just that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, he's been known to do that in a match. 
They gave Bad News a trophy just for having to deal with that. <laughs> um, so the finish is, it's really quick. How long is this match? I have it right here. Um, the match is only Maybe five minutes five minutes and 23 seconds. Um, yeah. Virgil ends up distracting the referee and DiBiase hits Hogan with a chair. Hogan takes the chair, he hits Andre with it. Andre, <laughs> Andre takes it from Hogan and hits him with it. And for some reason, it was a double DQ. I guess, I mean, Hogan should have been DQ'd first. Should have. Exactly. Hogan took the first strike. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the referee took the chair from him and was like admonishing him. It was like, no, that's a fucking DQ, dude. <laughs> right. He's like, hey, you better not let that happen again, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hogan takes the back. Shame on you. Yeah. Then Hogan hits Andre with it again. And then he ends up chasing Virgil. Or he, t- he chases Ted. Ted tosses Virgil in front of him. And the Virgil took a suplex on the aisle, which was pretty cool. Hogan didn't go down with it. He didn't. You know, he just dropped him. That backwards. was the best part. Yeah. Hogan was like, I'm not taking a bump on the floor, brother, but Virgil will. I am not falling on this concrete, brother. <laughs> Hogan got paid like 20 times more than Virgil for that. Yes. He basically just kind of almost like suplex backdropped Virgil. Right. <laughs> he was like, I'm not falling for the suplex. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he gets in and he gets back in the ring and um, we get the Andre slam. And to everyone's surprise, the East Coast is still there. Yeah, the fault line withheld. So, yeah. well done, yeah. fault and line. And then Hogan celebrates his DQ loss longer than he wrestled for. Exactly. Which Jesse found disgusting and Gorilla found admirable. Yo, exactly. Gorilla loved it. <laughs> yeah, Gorilla absolutely adored it. He's giving the fans what they want, Jess. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So, he was probably just celebrating that everyone survived, I guess. Yeah, he didn't have to, like, drag his but, little Hulkamania yeah, because, to safety. Because, you know, Pennsylvania. Like, the safety and well-being of all the attendees, that is more important than, you know, That's wrestling. true. Gorilla was, just, Gorilla was just glad the arena yes. was still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next match would be uh, uh, Don Morocco versus Ted DiBiase. And thank God Ted DiBiase didn't take a beating in the last match because he had to deal with Don Morocco, who is so badass that he can eat a sandwich while kicking a guy's ass. <laughs> that should be a watch Oh, that's dude. the guy. Dude, that was one of my... Okay. I don't know if we're going to do any more watch-alongs. I don't know, dude. Maybe we will when we get back together. We do a watch-along every once in a while. They get low They get low downloads compared to everything else, but um, I think we ha- I think we have some really funny ones that we can do. Um, this is definitely one we've had on the list for a while. You know, maybe we'll just do a Don Morocco episode and make that part. And of implement to watch. Yeah. Along. Right. Because it's, it's one of those things where like, um, you know, we're always looking for ideas for shows and some people can only watch one pay-per-view a month because they decided to have fucking kids. Um, so I'm always looking for ideas. So mm-hmm. we've been doing more episodes about specific guys. So that'd be a good one. I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Can't wait to get a sandwich for that. Yeah, episode. that was totally a shot at you too. By the way, oh no, I got it. I know sold it. Okay, like that. <laughs> well, then I won't do it again because what's the point? <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> um, I didn't want to encourage you. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you just make things worse for yourself. Um, Morocco grabs Ted from inside of the ring and lifts him on an apron by his hair, and the referee is like, "Ring the bell." <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're starting. Yeah. Um, Apparently they got these refs from the fucking wrestling classic. Yeah, right. We're lucky they even showed up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was weird. weird yeah, it was just a lot of weird refereeing tonight. Yep. Totally. Um, Ted kicks Morocco's ass, basically. Yep. I didn't like the one-handed throws into the ropes by Morocco. Oh, really? I thought that was kind of cool. Ugh. I mean, it was just no. showing him how it was showing how much stronger he was. You know what I mean? Well, I thought maybe his shoulder was injured at one point. Like hmm. maybe like that's why he was having to like one hand throw them. And then I'm like, well, maybe he's just fucking lazy. Like he doesn't <laughs> want to put his whole body into the fucking throw to the ropes, the Irish whip. I don't well, know. He was coming toward the end of his career. Yes, that is very yeah. true. Yeah, he wasn't around much longer. Right, right. Uh, basically, Ted worked him over the whole time. Um. He hit him with the clothesline off the top rope, I think, or some shit. Some, I don't yes. know, some kind of clothesline. Okay. Yeah, um, that was the first regular finish of the tournament. Oh, the finish of the match was he uh, did that. God, I guess it would be called a hot shot. It's where you pick him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't close him you, off the top rope. He clotheslined yes. him onto the top rope. That's Yeah, yeah I couldn't it was think uh, of Eddie Gilbert's old finisher. Yeah, I watched the show last week, and so my, my notes are only as good as they are. Um. You're right, Eddie Gilbert's finisher. Yeah, the hot shot. Yep. Yeah, Ted took no real damage at all. So he kind of just fucking, psh, you know, skimmed Came out right strong off. again. And yeah. that actually, that built him up as a strong contender in this thing because he had no Andre and no Virgil in his corner. He did that right. shit solo. Yeah, so he's halfway through the show. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, he got through this one without those guys. And, yeah, uh, yeah, minimal he's, match he's, time too again. Mm-hmm, he's on fire. Yep. Um. So after that, you've got... um. Euchre backstage who can who still can't find Vanna and now he's starting to get worried and then Demolition come and they make him even more nervous. <laughs> yes. He thought it was <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the next thing we have in the ring is Gang is out there with Slick um, and they're announcing that Gang gets a bye. They made him walk all the way down that fucking aisle just to stand in the <laughs> ring and announce that he had a bye. And then they and send him back to the back. That's a long walk for a guy like Gang. Fuck. Yeah. I think maybe that's why he... Oh, wait. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. okay. I blame that walk, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a walk. I think I even insulted that walk when we did the uh, five episode. Uh, the next match is Macho Man versus Greg Valentine. Macho and Liz are in pink and gold this time. And they don't look as good as they did in the blue, but they still look great. Well, the best was yet to come, see. That's true. That's true. Um, Macho takes a beating in this match. Yes. Hammer, Hammer took him outside and smashed him into the fucking barricade, which you didn't see a lot back then. You know, you see it like every damn match now. Or smashing yep. into the apron or the steps. But you didn't see a lot of that back then. So that was pretty rough. And uh, another short match. I think this one was, this one went six minutes. But not much to it. Macho uh, keeps trying to make a comeback. A couple times he almost makes a comeback, but he gets cut off. And he ended up, Valentine went for a figure four. Macho uh, pulled off a uh, small package. Yeah. And I remember coming out of this thinking, okay, are they building up Greg Valentine to be a contender of some type? I mean, he hadn't done Mm -hmm. much since the Dream Team split. And all of a sudden at four, he's defeated Ricky Steamboat in the first round. Took Macho to the limit. In his match with him, I'm like, they're building up Greg. Good for him. Yeah, you'd think that, right? Because, I mean, he beat the fuck out of Macho Man. Yeah, but then they put him in the ring with Ronnie Garvin after this. 
Oh fuck, I forgot about that. Dude, that has to be my least favorite feud of the 80s. Because Valentine hated was Ronnie Garvin. Well, I hated so Valentine was a heel, so I hated him. Um and I hated uh yeah, you know what? Garvin was probably the first baby face I didn't like. Yeah, you've said that before. I think that's yeah, okay. hilarious. Yeah, oh god damn it. I wish you hadn't reminded me of that. I need to open a white cloth. <laughs> What flavor? Ronnie Garvin red? I don't... <laughs> shit. Um, I don't know. What do I have? I have a watermelon and... Um, and a watermelon. They're still in the box. I just bought the box in here. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin drove you to drink. Yeah, it was pretty cool walking across my house. I had, a, I had a case of White Claw in one hand, a beer under like my shoulder, my elbow... And um, a glass of Campari in my other hand. This is a man dedicated to his craft, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I didn't want to have to get up and leave to get more more alcohol like you. Well, you do what you got to do. All right. That would... Moving on, that Adam. That would be the conclusion of round two. And me and Gene and Vanna offer their reactions, apparently. And uh, more importantly, Vanna doesn't know who Bob Euchre is. <laughs> yeah, I think me and Jean mentioned something about it, right? And she's like, who? It's just who? Yeah. Yeah. He must um, be so embarrassed. So they go over the next, the tournament board. And so the, so now we're in round three. So you've got Ted DiBiase with a bye going straight to the finals. And you've got Randy Savage versus One Man Gang. Who just Which had an incredible news. walk back and forth to the ring. Right. Gang got a bye in the first round. and his, Or the, he got a bye in the second round of his first match. He only wrestled two just under three minutes. So you got a very fresh gang other than being blown up from that walk to the ring. Right. Versus Macho Man who's <laughs> going into his third match. So things aren't looking good for the Macho Man in round three. Uh, but before we continue on with the tournament, uh, next match is for the Intercontinental Championship. It is Honky Talk Man. He is the champion entering with Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue taking on Brutus, the Barber Beefcake. Did you know, Scott, that Peggy Sue was uh, Sensational Sherry? I found that out a few years ago. Okay, I think I might have told you that. I think you did. I did not know this when watching the show. I didn't either, and I don't remember now where I heard it. Yeah. But once you know it's her, you can't, you're like, you look at her and you're like, how did I not recognize her before? Yeah, of course that's fucking Sherry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like once you see Sherry, you can't unsee Sherry. Right. Um, Someone has a sign in the, (laughs) someone has a sign in the audience. I sent you a picture of it the other day. I'm going to tweet it. It says, coward of the county. (laughs) And it. (laughs) <laughs> it, it looks like a like a one-year-old wrote this shit with crayon dude like the it's the worst sign i've ever seen in my life and they cut out a picture of honky talk man i guess from like a magazine and like the cutting job is bad it looks like yes it looks like it looks like when i was like in first grade i'm left-handed right when i was a little kid they tried to get teach me to cut with my right hand and everything was all fucked up that's what this looks like it looks like a child <laughs> used the wrong hand to cut this out of a magazine. <laughs> but it's like a grown woman holding the sign. Oh, she's like in her 40s or something. Yeah. It looks like... Actually, I think it's Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the picture again tonight and dude, oh you'll be like, gosh. I think that is Susan. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest sign I've ever seen in my life. Horrible. 
horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it looked like um, the way the writing was the way Eugene's name was written yeah. on the Titantron, <laughs> or like when he wore that name tag that he wrote, yes. where like the N was backwards. That would that's what it looked like. <laughs> um, Beefcase was ridiculous. Um, I don't know. He didn't really do much. There wasn't much to this match. It was another one of these matches on this show. Well, and you know, I actually had Brutus pegged as the winner in this thing. Honky was champion for almost a year at this point. I think he won it in May mm-hmm. of 87. We're talking March slash April 88 here. Right. That was about the run of a champion at that point, especially for the IC mm-hmm. or tag team titles. Not the heavyweight title, of course, but your lower tier titles, you would have a guy run for a year, almost a year. Then you have it change hands. You're building up your mid card. I thought Honky was done here. This was it for him. Brutus was being built as the next guy. I have no idea why they didn't pull the trigger here. That would have made perfect sense. I would like literally in 1988, I would have put my 14 year old life on the line that Brutus was winning the title here. Everything pointed to him coming away with the title. Right. I don't understand why they didn't do uh, it. I don't know either. Well, maybe they had plans because. Um... Honky ended up losing it to Warrior at SummerSlam, so maybe they were booking that far out. You know, like maybe they knew that was the plan going forward. Maybe they did. I don't really yeah, know. Maybe. But that's the only reason I could see for it. They're like they were like, no, it's not Brutus. It's going to be Warrior. Like we've got big plans for this guy. Yeah, or they wanted to extend it out to SummerSlam because remember it was supposed to be Brutus and Honky at SummerSlam '88 again, but then Ron Bass got involved, right. carved up Brutus's forehead. Ultimate Warrior did the run-in mm-hmm. job. Like, maybe they were legit going to put it off until SummerSlam 88 and have that be the big title change there. And then the plans changed. Yeah, and then I think you're right. Somewhere in between, they're like, nah, just have Warrior win it. You know, his match at four was so good. Just give it to that Warrior guy. (laughs) It was inspiring. Yeah, he stole the show. That can swing a chain, let me tell you. (laughs) And do zero moves. (laughs) Literally zero. (laughs) He won a match with zero moves. That's the next IC champion. But he's got a good look, brother. <laughs> um, Honky went for a shake, rattle, and roll, and Brutus uh, blocked it by grabbing the top rope, which made no sense because Honky Tonk Man landed the same way he would have landed if Brutus hadn't blocked right. it. Right. But he was all fucked up. Um, and then um, he caught Brutus in a sleeper, right? And then Jimmy Hart hit the referee. With yes, the megaphone. Laid him out, yep. Yeah, now did you know that he legit knocked, or did you know that Jimmy Corderas was legit knocked out when this happened? You told me about this, yes. Okay, was this on our last uh, episode, or our last version of this podcast? Mm, Probably ooh. not. I, I don't think you were sober enough to tell that story, but you I don't told think me I that story before. Yeah, I don't think I could have remembered that. Yeah, I, I had heard rumors that um, Jimmy actually fucking potatoed him with the with the uh, megaphone but Cordera said on when he used to be on whatever that podcast was that he did with uh, Arda Ocal uh-huh. Aftermath he said that when he went down he smacked his head on the mat and that's what knocked him out but Look if you move, watch bro. it dude those other yeah exactly but if you watch it those other referees were legit trying to get him up he was fucked up yeah um, Beefcake won by DQ but it's not clear how because the referee was knocked out yeah, he just assumed that he was hit from behind. Yeah, um, I'm just so, guessing they're 
the logic is other refs ran in, therefore they saw it in the back and decided to make the call. I and guess. instead of yeah. instead of jumping in to be a substitute referee. I don't know. Yeah. It was a um, bullshit finish, especially for a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, but it was to protect uh well kind of to protect both guys. Um Beefcake ends up, he goes after Honky, doesn't get him. He gets Jimmy Hart instead. Jimmy goes under the ring. And you think it's going to be one of those things like on that um, main event we watched where he gets his pants ripped off. That was the 80s move. Yeah, but no, instead, well, this is WrestleMania. He got his hair cut. Yeah. And he's got that famous hair. You know, his hair is as as big of a deal, as big of a part of his gimmick as um, Honky's was. Yeah, and he's screaming like a madman. He's selling the shit out of it. It was awesome. He is. And I mean, Brutus was legit cutting his hair. Oh, yeah. um, if I remember right, he wore a beret after this, right? Yes, he did. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah because he became the manager of the Rujos, so he was able to wear yeah. a beret. <laughs> oh, that makes... Per- I forgot about that. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Next match is... Uh... Hold on, I have it here. Okay, it is a six-man tag match. The Islanders and Bobby the Brain in a dog safety jacket taking on the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. So, uh, Heenan's in a dog suit. (laughs) Do we need to give the backstory of why this match happened? Or do we assume that the listeners know? Go ahead. So basically, the Islanders stole Matilda from the British Bulldogs. (laughs) They kidnapped her. Or, in this case, dog-napped her. And for weeks started running vignettes of like, you know, we've got Matilda, you don't. The WWF started a, a letter-writing campaign, which, Eddie, you participated in, to send Matilda mm-hmm. best wishes. Yeah. That was very nice of you. Also, it's great that you assume yeah. the dog could read. Well, of course she could read. Okay. Dogs are pretty She was on steroids. She was on steroids. <laughs> Yeah, and it was never clear what was done to her. We just knew it was bad. Like, they would, like, kind of vaguely refer to it. Like, I can't believe what they did to her. That's despicable what they did to her. But it was never said what was done to her. Right. And then all of a sudden, the Bulldogs have her back, and she's fine. Dude, they should have cut that dog's back legs off and put wheels back there. And fucking have her in a little cart. Like, at least then it's more believable. Like, man, they really did fucking abuse her. Like, these Bulldogs are going to whoop the Islanders' ass for that shit. But no. Well, I always, I always sort of assumed they did like a bestiality spot. Oh, I which, see. Which, you know, I mean, which she would show up looking, you know, no worse for wear. Right, like like a gaped butthole. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you can shoot around that if you're, you're, uh, you know, the director. That's true. That's true. So you're, you're saying yeah. maybe it would have been better if they had spit roasted Matilda. <laughs> oh, fuck. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't you. know what they do out on those islands. Eighty-eight was crazy. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so the brain's in a dog suit. The bell never rings. The match just starts. So the, I guess the timekeeping or whatever is just as bad as the refereeing is tonight. Yes. Heenan looks terrified. <laughs> and, and Jesse says, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'll get heat for this, but I'm quoting Jesse. He's, he says he looks like a Chinaman in that suit, Monsoon. Okay, don't feel bad says, about that. Yeah, a gorilla says, he sure does, Jess. Yeah. Dude, I mentioned that when we originally did this episode. 
Okay, I thought I thought we had mentioned that before. Yes. Well, we didn't lose any listeners back then. We've only gained listeners since then. Well, the th- but I was like, fucking '80s wrestling. You just say Chinaman. Yes, you're right. And the baby and the baby face announcer is like, yeah, totally agreeing with him. But he's the same one saying Pearl Harbor job all the time. So, you know, <laughs> it was '80s wrestling, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, the heels take control. Heenan gets in. Um, he works over dynamite, but he takes a shot. And he gets, I think, a shot to the stomach. He gets right the fuck back Runs out. right out. Yep. And then when Coco's down, he gets back in. And he hits Coco with a knee to the face. Did Coco lose a tooth? I think he did. I think he did because it bounced. It didn't, like you would think, like maybe he spit out gum. But it bounced off the mat. When he hit the mat, it bounced. Right. Like gum wouldn't bounce like that. Yep. Um, He beats on him for a bit. And then he takes a uh, post to the shoulder. And he gets saved by the Islanders. That might have been the first time I'd ever seen that spot. Oh, really? It, yeah, maybe. And now it happens probably twice twice a week on Raw. Right. right. Yeah, and then um, basically it turns into a big, like kind of a clusterfuck. The Islanders slam Heenan onto Coco and uh, Heenan gets the win. <laughs> yeah, Heenan gets the pin. And that was great because I remember watching that in 88 like this motherfucker. Like yeah, he right. helps them steal a dog and then he beats them. Son of a bitch. I was so pissed, dude. Yeah, but then you get a send the crowd home uh, happy moment. Yes. Where Davey attacks him with with Matilda. Uh, Drags him off the apron. Let me point that out. Yeah. And Matilda could not have been less interested in attacking him. She didn't give a fuck. No. Davey's picking her up and dropping her onto him. And she's just like, what? (laughs) She's like like my fucking dog. Like, what are you doing to me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be on this person. Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that part fell kind of flat it did it did oh shout out to joe close 68 who just subscribed to our youtube channel i just got the notification on the ipad right now thanks dude welcome thank you joe close 68 i like you almost as much as joe close 69 hmm. okay. so then after that jesse the body does a pose down and or a pose you know not a pose down because it's only him they gave him his moment. Why? Because <laughs> he's Jesse fucking Venturi. He's a movie star, dude. Running man, predator. He was a big deal. And not, for, guess, and not from yeah. the center of the venue, from the far edge. Honestly. Yeah, and it was... From the he was or the... Yeah, yeah, the yeah desk. up next to the announce desk. Yeah, and he was the heel announcer, but they cheered the shit out of him. Like, they loved him. He's a movie star. Of course they did. Well, I did, me, dude. I was it, I fucking was a, a full-on face guy back in the day. And me too, me too. Jesse. I did too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was a New York, New Jersey crowd who are going to be right. more wild you know, card. They're a little more defiant. They're going to tend more to, to cheer heels, right? Um, and after that, we get Ted DiBiase in the ring getting a bye. Yeah, they yes. made him do the walk too. They did. Yeah, but he, you know, it was much less strenuous for him than it was for Gang. He should have just sent Virgil down to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I accept this win on DiBiase's behalf. Yeah. <laughs> but he was still fucked up from getting dropped by Hogan, apparently. <laughs> uh, and then we get into the last match of the... No, there's the only, only one match, match in the third of round. round three is One Man Gang versus Macho Man. This might be the worst finish of the entire tournament. It was bad. It was terrible. Um, it was... Hor- I, I, dude, watching it as a 14-year-old the first time. Yeah. I'm like... I used to respect one man gang. This man's a former UWF heavyweight champion, a potential 
future WWF champion. And he looks like a fucking idiot after this match. An idiot. Yeah, you know what? We might as well go straight to the finish. Yeah, there's not much else to talk about. There's not much else. Yeah, uh, Gang had fuzz or something in his beard, which was kind of funny. And Macho and Liz were in black. And yeah, other than that, there's nothing really notable but the finish. Um, Slick fucks with Liz. The referee's distracted. Slick tosses the cane. He's got a he, he walked around with a cane. He tosses it to Gang. Um, he hit Macho Man once, right? Did he hit he hit him once, right? Yeah, Macho Man fell. Yeah, and then he starts trying to like impale him with it, but Macho yes. Man's rolling away. The referee turns around. He didn't see him hit him the first time. He sees he turns around, sees him trying to hit him, and DQ's gang. But gang did it repeatedly. Like he kept trying oh, like to like six times. Him. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude. Also, I think Ultimate Warrior drew inspiration from uh, Macho Man during this match when he wrestled Hogan at Halloween Havoc 98. Did he try to impale him with a cane? No, he kept barrel rolling around the ring to escape Hogan. Much like Macho Man escaping the cane shots, Warrior did the same thing at Halloween Havoc 98. It was awful. Yes. That's that's bad. That's actually a match we should review for a future show. It was horrible, dude. That was the one where Hogan lit his own face on fire from the flash paper. Oh, yeah, that's on my list. That's on my my list of pay-per-views. Horrible. Let's make that our next WCW one. I'm with that. Yeah, we were going to try to do an ECW one by the end of the year. I promised that would be the Christmas gift to the listeners, but it's not going to happen. Nope. Sorry, guys. But, but we'll do ECW next, then we'll do that. Yeah. Because I do want to do that one, yeah. Yeah, that that main event. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> good Lord. Um. So after the match, Slick is hugging One Man Gang for some reason. It's unclear why he's hugging them. And then Macho hits him with a elbow off the top rope, which is like, Macho, get to the locker room, dude. You got another match coming up. I was disgusted with One Man Gang after this match. Me too. Me uh, too. It's just so discouraging. Like, he was a big deal, dude. He really mm-hmm. was a big deal. And this match, I thought, made him look like shit. It totally did. And I mean, if you're watching it like as a smart fan, you would know the main event's not going to be one man gang versus Ted DiBiase. Correct. Yes. But still, you know. Yeah, at least I mean, have him go out. Like, I would have rather seen him like miss a charge in the corner, take an elbow for Macho Man, clean win. There you go. No shame in losing. But this, he tries to hit him, like you said, like six times with a cane and just takes a DQ. That was dumb. Yeah. And I think the point was to make it look like Macho Man got lucky. You know, maybe. Yeah. Or have DiBiase like pay one man gang some money. Like, hey, thanks for trying to take out Macho Man. Like, at least that would have put some credibility back in his character. But I just thought he came out of this looking like shit. He did. He did. Yeah. Um. So after the match, you got Vanna in the back. And uh, she leaves and Mean Gene stares at her ass the whole time she's walking away. He's a fucking gentleman. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hate to see you leave. Love to watch you walk away. <laughs> Great ass. Yeah. <laughs> and right away. And then right away, Euchre shows up asking where she is. But suddenly, he's asking where some guy named Vance White is. Oh, he's with this again. And it's the stupidest joke of all time because all night he kept saying Vanna. He had a picture of her. He kept referring to her as her. And then suddenly, it's some guy named Vance White. And it was like, oh, my oh. God, dude. Who wrote this shit? Ugh. Ugh. And that's all I got to say about Vance White. And Bob Euchre. It was a bad sub-story for the night. Mm-hmm. I would have figured mm-hmm. I'd at least have Vanna turn him down 
or something like that. But it was it was embarrassing. Or throw a pie in his face or something. Come on. Yeah. Poon That's hell entertaining. <laughs> the next match is uh, for the WWF Tag Team Titles. Uh, Demolition with Mr. Fuji taking on Strikeforce. Uh, and they are the champions entering. And Demolition definitely wins the match for best music. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. That is all-time um, classic entrance music in WWF. To- totally, yeah. It's so good. That was Jimmy Hart, a Jimmy Hart joint, yep. if you will. It was. Um, this match goes on in the piss break spot, but it's a tag title match, so the only one who went to piss during it was Ivana Trump. <laughs> she wasn't there for this. Right. <laughs> right. My guess is she left to go to the bathrooms to bang Rick Rude. <laughs> Shit. I hope so. <laughs> Ivanka, who's um, your daddy? So at one point during the match, the Strike Force do some kind of double team and they pin demolition, and Jesse insists that the referee should not count a pin that resulted from a double team. And Gorilla's like, what are you talking about, dude? Uh I've never heard that argument before. That would eliminate every Heart Foundation win ever. Right, every tag team finisher of all time. Exactly. That makes no sense. Yeah, I was like, what is he talking about? And it wasn't even like the match ended with that and Gorilla was trying to protect the heels or something like that. It was just like, you know, it was some dumb fucking double team move that they went for a pin. Like, it wasn't the end of the match. Yeah, it was weird. Um, A smash did a cool spot where he caught Tito and he goes like he's going to go for a hot shot. But instead, he drops him into a clothesline for Max. Yes, that was super that cool. That was badass. That was a great move. Yeah. Um, they worked Tito over hard until he, uh, Tito hits a flying burrito. And he makes a hot tag that the crowd was not at all interested in. You know, this was a long pay-per-view. I don't know if maybe they were burnt out at this point. Or they just or they just really didn't give a shit about Strikeforce. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one it was. I loved Strike Force when I was a kid, but it could have been that. Maybe they just didn't care, or maybe they just, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, um, not a weird match, but yeah, the crowd just was dead for it. Yeah, they were not into it. Maybe they were just already looking forward to the title match, and they're like, just get on with it. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So to get in the finish, um, you've got Rick Martel with the Boston Crab on one of Demolition. I forget which one, and. Fuji got up on the apron and Tito beats the shit out of Fuji. He wouldn't stop punching him. <laughs> yeah, he's just punching him. And he um he ended up uh Martel takes a, Fuji throws the cane in the ring. Martel gets hit with the cane, and then Tito elbows the referee. He's like, fuck you, referee. Stop let me beat up Mr. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop punching him. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while they're pinning Martel, uh Tito's got Fuji by the face and he's smashing his face into the apron. Yes. He's going all out, dude. He's ready to murder Mr. Fuji. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he's right. He's exact. He's on the apron trying to commit murder while his tag team partner's <laughs> right. getting pinned and they're losing the tag team titles. <laughs> Such a weird finish, dude. Yeah. Like, he was like, I don't. is literally trying to kill the other manager. Yeah. He's like, I don't really care about this match. I just want Fuji to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. He didn't even steal his dog. That's the weird thing. <laughs> yeah. I think the Bulldogs would have tried to do this to Heenan. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, the whole match was, the whole finish was weird. There was no reason for the ref bump. Um, Tito probably should have been DQ'd for that. But yes. he wasn't in, I don't know. And it was like 
two matches back to back that ended with Kane spots. Right. Yes. I was like, who's booking this shit? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It made you wonder. There should have been a better piss break match. Yeah. Right. And in terms of better, like in the eighties, it would have been like either a midget match or a woman's match. Yeah. Rock that buffer in between the main event. They could have done rock and Robin versus Leilani Kai. Yeah, something like that. Or the Jumping Bomb Angels or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was it. Uh, so, before we get to the finish line, a uh, few uh, ceremonious entrances. Uh, first, Robin Leach has the WWF title belt on a tray that apparently he's trying to keep away from all the fans touching it. But then when he gets to the end of the ramp, he allows them to touch it. And fun fact, this is the best belt. Drunk fact, this is the best belt ever in the history of the company. It was designed by the great Reggie Parks, who just died earlier this week. That's right. Yeah. Although that would be more maybe drunk opinion followed by drunk fact. No, it's a fact. Everybody agrees. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then moving on. Then we get uh, Bob Euchre uh, introduced to the crowd because uh, he will be the announcer for the final match, followed by Vanna White. Well, oh, oh, re- yeah, quickly, yes. while while Euchre's walking to the ring, some drunk hops the barricade and hugs Euchre. Yeah, <laughs> he loves him. And he's he's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. Must be fun. Put that cigarette out. Uh, Euchre didn't seem to mind, though. No, he's like, hey, I got yeah. a fan. <laughs> he must have recognized him as an usher from uh county stadium in milwaukee <laughs> yeah i got a i got i got a 200 career batting average i'm glad that anybody's interested in me yeah yeah euchre was that guy's mvp <laughs> and then uh vanna white shows up and with more security than you've ever seen yeah it was like it was like Fort Knox was walking to the ring. Like Reg, Reagan right. wouldn't have been shot if he'd had that much security. Damn, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that is going to. This leads up to the final event, the main. Ep- well, oh. but quickly before it gets yes. started, Euchre finally sees some guy called Vance White, Ugh. and he definitely has a boner. <laughs> Bob Euchre's going to get a boner whether he wants to or not. <laughs> yeah, he's like Tori Wilson's dad when he was in the ring in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> was he told to put that away because someone said it's just a bit outside? Okay. Oh, God. God. I'm sorry. I, ju- I, I just like saying that line. Okay. Uh, for the WWF uh, Championship, it is Macho Man Randy Savage. With Miss Elizabeth taking on Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant. And now we got Macho in white and blue and Liz in all white and they look fucking great together. Phenomenal, dude. Mm-hmm. Super fucking cool. Um, Ted has had a considerably easier night than Macho Man because he's yes. had two matches and he's had a break from the last round. Macho Man wrestled two matches ago. And almost died by a cane shot. And almost died by a cane shot. Exactly. Um, Andre stayed in his ring gear. 
And right away, as soon as the match starts, Andre grabs Macho Man's foot and a Hogan chant starts. Yep. Um, Which I had forgotten about. Like, they're already, like, foretelling how this is going to go. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, So Ted takes control early on, which you would expect because Ted's fresh. Macho's fucked. Um, Macho Man turns around with an elbow and then he hits, he does that um, hanging him over the top rope thing where he jumps to the floor, which was such a cool ass move. It really Um, was. I'm surprised no one's ripped that move off. Like, I don't think I've seen anyone do that since him. No, you're right. And all the moves that have been stolen. Yeah. Yeah, it was an awesome move. And like a believable move. Like, you would be fucked up if you got fucking pulled down by a guy's entire weight over your, on your throat over a rope. Totally. Yeah. Um... He tosses Ted out of the ring and he goes to the top rope, but like an idiot, he go, he could have gone to either rope because Ted's kind of dead center. He goes to the side where Andre is there and Andre stands over Ted, so he can't fucking, you know, he's going to try to hit him with like a the double axe handle at the top. He's Andre's like, nah. to jump. Yeah, right. He's like, come on. Yeah, do it, bitch. Yeah, jump. Yeah, and then he goes over and he uh, he goes and tells Liz, like whispers to her. And this is, you Setting knew what was going to happen next. as soon as he did it. You knew where this was going. Kind of. Yeah. You sort of knew because you knew that they were homies. Yeah. And then the crowd starts to pop and rumble. Like they knew what was up and, and Liz starts to go to the back. Right. So like a minute later, she comes back with Hogan. Um, now this is great because Hogan's already had his match. So he's been in the showers. You expect him to be in like Zubaz pants and like a tank top. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in like, red spandex pants and cowboy boots with no shirt right Literally, that's that that's street clothes for that's like hitting the bar after the show uh clothes for hogan he was going to the casino dressed like that dude right no shirt he's gonna be sitting at the at the roulette table yep <laughs> yeah um so immediately andre goes after macho man and he gets stopped by hogan like andre is heavily involved in this match oh yeah dude he was like full-on like he was gonna make sure dibiase won this thing totally yeah um, DiBiase goes up to the top rope. Macho Man tosses him. Macho Man misses an elbow drop. Yes. And his head gets a million dollar dream on him. Yep. Which Macho never missed the elbow drop. No, that, I was going to say that, dude. That was a rarity. Like, you never saw that shit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I think that's kind of, um, that's part of Ted's had an easy night and Macho Man's not. Right. You know, maybe it took Macho Man a little longer to get up top because he's worn out and Ted's a little fresher so he could get get away from that. You know, I think like, I think they set this whole match up perfectly from the beginning of the tournament till now. They really did. They really did. This match, yeah. in, 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 compared to like all the other matches on the card, this one was booked absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Except, I was not a fan of the finish because Ted gets a million dollar dream Andre reaches for him and the ref yells at Andre. The ref's distracted and Hogan hits Ted DiBiase with a chair. Yes. And then elbow drop from Macho Man 1, 2, 3. Macho Man's the new champion. I didn't think Hogan should have hit Ted DiBiase. I thought he should have hit Andre. You know what I mean? Because it was like Macho Man basically cheated to win the match. Mm, Yeah. Like Hogan wasn't really... You know what I mean? If Hogan had attacked Andre, he'd be like the equalizer. But he came and helped Macho Man win. But I think this made an easier sell for the series of matches that happened post WrestleMania four, because DiBiase claimed he got screwed out of the belt. Well, that's true. He that's should true. have won. So up. I think Hogan hitting DiBiase set up the yeah. feud post WrestleMania four. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, and that went on through at least SummerSlam. 
Yeah. Yeah, because that led up to the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Mega Powers and Mega Bucks, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's the new champ. Hogan hands on the belt, and it's like a passing of the torch type Correct, thing. Correct, yes. why, Which is why they did this whole angle with Hogan in the first place, to give Hogan's stamp of approval. He'd been champion for four years. Yep. Or four? Yeah, four yeah, years. Four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's him putting a stamp of approval on Macho Man. You know, yeah, he like, gave Macho the rub, like, here's your new guy. Right, right, yeah. Um, here's what was weird. I've never noticed this or thought about this before. So basically the next five minutes of the show from here to where it fades to black is Hogan, Macho Man, and Elizabeth in the ring celebrating, right? Yep. Um, Gorilla says, what a threesome, which is funny. <laughs> um, you know, if, you, if your mind is in the gutter like mine. Um, Macho Man kept shaking Hogan's hand. He did it like four times. I think he was trying to get Hogan to leave. Oh, you think so? I think so. And I think Hogan was, no, I'm going to make sure the focus stays at least partially on me. You know, I think it was Hogan being a smart, you know, everything I've ever heard about Hogan is he was smart to the business and smart. You know what I mean? Like a thinking, a thinking man's wrestler type thing. Um, if you watch his match at 18 at the rock, Hogan sold his ribs and stayed in the ring basically through the Rock's Hall celebration. Yeah. And he kept selling his ribs and selling his ribs and the cameras kept ending up on Hogan. Hogan got as much attention in that win or in that at the end of that match as Rock did by winning. This was sort of the same thing. Um, when Macho picked Liz on her shoulder, <laughs> picked, picked Elizabeth up on her, sh- on her shoulder, which is like one of the most iconic things from the entire decade, yes. Hogan went and climbed up the fucking turnbuckle. Man, what a dick. Which is easy to forget because there are no pictures of right. it. But if you watch the video, he was like, oh, Macho's going to put her on his shoulder. I'm going to go up the turnbuckle. I think Hogan was trying to keep the focus on him. And I think Macho was trying to get him to leave at those handshakes. Because who would shake someone's hand that many times? True. Yeah, like Hogan wasn't getting the hint. But see, at You're, six, yeah, like, he let Warrior have the ring after Warrior won. But I think... He did do that. He did do that. That's true. set the precedent like... Two, okay, two years learned the lesson the already. Y- yeah. Like... But did force set the precedent. So like, okay, Hogan's going to give Warrior the rub, but you're mm-hmm. going to get right the fuck out of the ring after you do that. Let Warrior have his moment because we saw what you did to Savage at four. Right. Maybe he was told that maybe, or something yeah. or maybe whatever, or maybe whatever it was, he thought, maybe he thought he was done at that point. Now, although I've never heard that, I don't know, but it was weird. If you go back and watch it, it was just kind of awkward the way Macho Man kept shaking his hand. And I, if Macho hadn't shaken his hand so many times, I would have never thought twice about Interesting. it. But it just came off as kind of weird. And I was like, I think he's trying to get him to leave. Hmm. And okay. it is a Hogan. That, that actually makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, and from everything I know about Hogan, that's a Hogan thing to do. You know? Totally. Yeah. He's turned totally. into so, that relative who always says goodbye at the party, but never leaves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. It was. We're like now. I'm really leaving, guys. Yeah. It was like it got awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Um. Overall, I love WrestleMania four. Um. It's too. the first. It was the first one I ever saw because I never had, um, pay per view until seven was the first one I got a pay-per-view and this was the first one maybe it was when I first had a VCR probably when I first realized you could rent wrestling videos um this is the first one I saw even though I'd been watching wrestling several years prior to this um 
it was the coolest thing where remember the VHS was two tapes and it, it folded out and Hogan and Andre popped out of it. Yeah. It was like a um yeah. like a pop-up book or whatever those things are called. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. Um I thought the tournament was really, really well booked. Um, they made Macho Man seem like he was fighting from underneath the whole time, which made him actually look yep. stronger when he won. Um, and it was kind of like Vince was like, let's do the wrestling classic again, but do it good. Yes. Right. And no Lord Alfred Hayes this time. Yeah, it was kind of the exact opposite because I thought Dog came out of that looking mediocre at best. At best, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but you're right. They had Macho come out of this looking very strong. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, 16 matches. There were 16 matches. 11 had weird finishes. <laughs> Only two matches went over 10 minutes. The tag team title match and the Jake and uh, Rick Rude match. And basically the best thing I can say for this is if you missed this era of wrestling, go back and watch this. Because it's really... Um, it's kind of like a snapshot of 80s wrestling. You know what I mean? It had everybody. It had right? everybody. Like you name it's... an 80s wrestler from the WWF, they were in this. Right, 16 matches, one of them including a battle royal. You, yeah. you had the entire 80s WWE roster at that point on the show. Yeah, this was like the height of the golden era. Totally, totally, yeah. Um, And I don't know, you missed it, Scott, earlier. You were downstairs getting more alcohol. I mentioned to Adam, it was um the last, I thought, of the gimmicky WrestleManias because... You had WrestleMania 1, which was the first one. You had two where they did three cities. You had three where it was a stadium. And you did four where it was a tournament. And then from there on, they didn't really have a gimmick to them. So True. it's also yeah, kind of it's kind of unique in that way, too. It's a great fucking show. Um, none of the matches are actually that good. <laughs> they're, but yeah, entertainment they're no five and storytelling, they still know how to do it. Exactly, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. As far as just a perfectly booked tournament and just a really fun show, it's great. You're not going to see yep. a five-star match. I totally agree. It's my favorite of all time, too. Mm-hmm. And people that argue against it and say it's not that great. The matches suck. A lot of botches. Weird finishes. I, I don't argue. I'm like, you're right. It's it's funky. Totally. But given the history and the mystery surrounding the heavyweight title, who was going to win this thing with some of the biggest stars in the company at the time, that was the intrigue of it. And I remember watching this on the edge of my seat, not knowing what was going to happen. And that was the best part for me. So is nostalgia kind of playing a part in this being my favorite? Yeah, totally it is. But like you said, Eddie, this has everybody who was anybody in WWF at the time on this card. This is really the height of the WWF golden era. And for a lot of guys, this was kind of their last hurrah in the company too. So amazing. Really just amazing. I love this card. And... That takes care of our WrestleMania 4 redo episode. Uh, we hope uh, y'all enjoyed take it. Take two. WrestleMania 4 take two. Yeah. <laughs> Action. Uh, definitely want to hear what all of you think. Uh, just uh, let us know on social media. Uh, handle is wrestling underscore drunk. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. De- definitely want to hear your opinions about uh, this show uh, and by this show I mean Wrestlemania 4 and our redo episode how did we do compared to the first attempt at this uh, pay-per-view <laughs> review you, you could you'll probably notice they were so young back then yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah that takes care of it we bid you adieu oh uh, by the way uh, buy t-shirts on whatamaneuver.net 
Uh, it's going to start uh, becoming time uh, to buy for the holidays. Got Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, hoodies, onesies, tank tops. Uh, maybe not for the holidays, but or, you know, get tank tops anyways. Uh, great uh, soft material for on-demand printing available on whatamaneuver.net. And with that, we say adieu. Oh, wait, hold on. One more thing. Oh, my God. Adam, I got to pee. Okay, fine. I, I just figured the joke would be good. Thank you all so much for celebrating a new season with us, sticking with us, and uh, allowing us to entertain you. Really means a lot. With Scott and with Eddie, I'm Adam reminding you to continue following common sense safety measures. Jura Buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you next time for another great episode. One, two, three, ring that bell. See y'all. Dive. Can't <laughs>